Welcome back to Wise Up Biz Talk, where they find a business lesson in everything and help you wise up. Let's get started with your hostesses, M and Kim. Welcome back to Wise Up Biz Talk with M and Kim. We are here to talk about and continue our series on what you should be doing during this downtime. We chose to read a very commonly recommended book. Um, you will hear it in any business mentor, business talk, whatever. It's called Who Moved My Cheese? And just to let everybody know, this book applies to everything, everywhere, worldwide. It is not specific to business, but it has some really good founding principles. We're going to talk about the characters, the pros and cons of those different mentalities, because there are four characters and there are four types of people in this world, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the, over, the underlying principles and why that's important in business. So Kim, tell us what... Who Moved My Cheese is about for those people who haven't read it and should. <laughs> so there's four characters in there. So little two little mice and two little people. <laughs> She's making fun of me because I thought it was four mice, about four mice, but I never understood that. So so every day they go into this maze, okay? So this maze can represent uh, many different places. It could be your community. It could be uh, your workplace. It could be your family, and every day they go into this uh, maze to look for cheese. So somehow they stumble over um, cheese in the station. I think it's station C, I don't remember. So, uh, and then somehow the cheese, not somehow, but every day they go in there, consume the cheese, and then cheese is running low. So we're gonna talk about the four different uh, character and their response. Yeah, their response is cheese, running, cheese low. running low. So who moved And the cheese, the cheese is a metaphor for whatever this applies to in your life, okay? Yes. So cheese can be money, it could be relationships, it could be, I don't know, family, family. Yeah. family. Uh -huh. Anything that applies to your life directly, how you read this book, and that's why it's important to read it repeatedly. Uh -huh. You know, it's kind of like every decade of your life is a little bit different, your comprehension is a little bit different. I mean, just a year ago, I watch TV shows differently now because of my business coach. You know what I mean? So you should read these things if you've read it before. If you, unless you can remember it verbatim, you need to read it again because you are gonna learn something different. So let's talk about the first character. Okay, so Snip. So he predict changes um, quickly. I guess he snipped out the changes early on before the cheese start running low. Okay. okay. Now, do you think he does that because, I mean, obviously he's not psychic, right? No. So, do we think that he has the personality, like, he's just waiting for the ball to drop? You know how there's kind of, like, that negative kind of personality, you're like, oh, things are just so good right now, like, I'm just prepared for something bad to happen? Or do you think he has really good instincts and was like, look, I should prepare for the worst case scenario. Correct. And not just enjoy the best case? Or wh where do you think his mentality is there? Uh, I think that he, he he's open to many different things. So um, I guess he prepared, but he also um, what trying to uh, well, I guess open for more uh, different opportunity. I guess uh, yeah, right. Well, I think, or, it's a, I think it's a pro to just constantly be preparing for the worst, you uh -huh. know. And we're gonna talk about in other parts. Well, of especially series. in the situation right now. You know, because we, because people have been talking about recession, 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 but we wasn't yeah, expecting one to hit us like this year. You know, they were talking about two year out. Right. That's true. Yeah. So he was prepared because he was ante anticipating 
So he know that it's coming already. So he didn't wait until it hit him. And he was, you know, trying to, I guess, trying to find something else along the way to help him if it happened. Well, and that's true because we are starting to see a lot of people in business that we follow either through Facebook or, <clears throat> or any of that. But we are starting to see them. They started preparing for COVID back in February and January when it was a thing. Like you have real estate people that were talking about it. You have small businesses that were thinking that this could be an option. Then you had the majority of people who were like, what? Oh, there could be a couple Yeah, that's, that's like me. a flu. Yeah. You know? That so, was me. I didn't really take it seriously. I didn't either. Yeah. I mean, like what? But <laughs> beginning, of, conspiracy. beginning of March, we were still like traveling. We were in Mexico City and we didn't yeah, really hear about me, it. But <laughs> I was not traveling, but yes. But that is the case. So he probably, he would probably be the type of person that was, oh, you know what? This could be a thing that could impact my business back in February and started preparing or already prepared way before then because he was like, you know, I want my business to be recession proof, mm -hmm. which we hear a lot of successful entrepreneurs talk about that. They kind of going back into some of the conversations we had before, like with the Tiger King is yeah. they create ecosystems of things that are survivable. Um, you know, maybe one business, you're going to have a downside, but the other business has an uptick, right. you know? So, so maybe that is a good, a good thing to have, but on the con side of it, if you're always, if he was just waiting for the ball to drop, you know, kind of being negative. You know what? It kind of reminded me of Disney. You know how all the parks closed down and everything, but then yeah. they just came out with the uh, streaming, the videos. Girl, they came out with the streaming before the parks closed down. Yes, but that was anticipating changes. That was. That was uh, additional revenues that they created. And raise your hand if you have Disney Plus. What? <laughs> right here. It's oh. Selfishly for myself, not for my kids. Facebook. You know how they came out with the video where you can watch with your family or something like that? Yeah, that you can share? No, you didn't yeah. see it? I didn't see that, but... Yeah. But yeah, well, that is a, those are good points. They were creating ecosystems yeah. which actually helped benefit them during this time. So. Okay. Well, let's talk about the second uh, character. Who's that? Uh, Scurry. I know who it was. <laughs> <laughs> so he um, quickly went into action. So he did sit and wait as well. So I guess he was kind of similar to Snip. You know, so he know he anticipated now, the change. Did you receive that they were working together, or do you think like they were just working independently together, or independently, not with each other? Well, based on the book, they were working. Well, they were kind of together, but they didn't really go out there to the maze together. I believe because okay. he was um, sniff. I think he was just overactive. He's like he ran everywhere. Yeah. You know. Where um, Scurry, what was it Scurry that was, because by his name, he was supposed to be the one that's quickly spun yeah. into action. Well, so, Scurry was an action taker. Yeah. I, I definitely got that as well. Like the go-getter? So, he was the go-getter, which I think is good, uh -huh. but sometimes when you're just constantly going, 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 uh -huh. you sometimes might lose focus in yeah. what you're doing. And then probably he didn't have a plan in mind either. So it might yeah. take him longer to get to where he wanted to go. Because he just goes and does. Yes. When you just go and do and yeah. you don't really have a roadmap, uh, it's like if you're going on a vacation across the U.S. Well, but I think that's, a, that's, that's, kind of a, that's kind of a pro, though, because he didn't put fear in the way or he didn't have that's any true. barrier. Yeah, because think about how many people would, would be entrepreneurs today if they uh, weren't scared, right? right? 
I had a good friend of mine call me, um, mainly because of all these podcasts, and he was like, Emily, how do you get into business? I'm so scared. And actually, he's in a perfect situation to start a business. And he just has this fear of losing his comfortable paycheck. His wife makes bank, so I'm not sure what he's worried about. But you know what I mean? <laughs> and so the whole thing is like, you know, fear really is what sets you apart from everybody else. And really, fear doesn't kill you. No. Fear is just an emotion. It's not anything that will that will ruin you or make you not be successful. So I know, I, I understand what fear feels like. I have fear. I do not like talking in front of cameras. <laughs> we we didn't want to do a podcast. Do you like talking? No. But this is a weakness of ours, and this is how we're improving it. We're overcoming it. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I have to admire Scurry for that because he just goes and does. And a lot of times, if you just go do that, you don't even have time to think about fear, or fear doesn't have time to settle in. Yeah. Right? So you just go, just go and do it. Just, don't just go and start a you. podcast. Who cares what it's about? <laughs> Who cares that you don't like talking in front of a camera? Just do it, you know? Okay, so they were, I want to go back into, they were kind of working together, independently together, yeah. right? And so do you feel like they might have been business partners? But I, I don't know if they would make a really good business partner because, you know, they kind of think the same. They don't have no plan in place. Oh. You know, one has to be the right uh, brain and one has to be the left brain. This is like what? Both right, right? Right brainer? Right brainer. Yeah. Okay. For those who don't know the difference, <laughs> the right brainers are the creative thinkers, the go and do. They come up with uh -huh. all these great ideas. We learned this from our business coach, JT Fox. But the left brainers are all analyzers. Analyze yeah. everything. And there's pros and cons to being one or the other, and and I don't think that one brain over the other is superior. I don't know. We should ask JT that. Is one more superior than the other? But I think you have to have a combination of uh -huh. it. So or maybe, maybe partner with somebody at the other side. <laughs> well, we're partners, and we're both right brainers, so. Are we? I don't know. That's what we were told. Hmm. But it doesn't mean you can't go into your left side and bring that up. If you know you have a weakness, so I'm terrible at math, I have a weakness, but I am learning math by homeschooling my kid. Sorry, distance, distance learning with my kid. So I'm kind of learning a little bit more about math, but um, but I do like Excel spreadsheets, so maybe that's, you know, whatever. Anyway, moving on. Thank you for joining us today on Wise Up Biz Talk. If you enjoyed, please subscribe and leave a rating. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Wise Up Biz Talk. Please share our episodes on your business page with friends and family so they too can wise up. Always a business lesson in everything. See you on the next episode.